Welcome to Interstitial, a crossover-driven actual play podcast playing a game called Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined. My name is Joe, and I have GM'd Season 3, which is ending today. I use he and they pronouns. I'm also joined by Blake. Hi, I'm Blake. I use they, them pronouns, and it's been a pleasure playing Char Aznable from Gundam. I'm also joined by Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. I use he and they pronouns, and it has been an honor to play Pidge from Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm joined, of course, by Riley. My name is Riley Hopkins. My pronouns are he and they, and it has been one of the pleasures of my life to do this season as Raphael with next to y'all, y'all, y'all four. And last but certainly not least, I'm joined by Wheels. Hey, I'm Wheels. I use they and them pronouns. I'll be portraying Miles Edgeworth, prosecuting attorney, and I'm back from the dead, baby! Yeah! <laughs> you all sounded sad! You're just yeah. like, I'm rising again! I was like, Fabulous. it does sound like we're, we're, one of us is being put to death after. <laughs> yeah. we're, holding, we're holding an NPR podcast you know, over someone's funeral. Pontius Pilot is our guest this episode. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome. Wheels, since uh, I'm sure you were just sleeping through the entire last episode we recorded, uh-huh. Uh would you would you like to give us a recap for the the final episode? Uh well, I mean, <laughs> oh you they were sleeping. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the rest of the squad did some different things than Edgeworth did. The rest of the squad saw Edgeworth die. So, so they ran out, <laughs> hopped on a train, hopped on their escape train, didn't have a lot of time to mourn because they were ambushed on the train by the kind of unstoppable rivals that the team has accumulated throughout the season, including Mr. X, including John Wick, including Agent Smith, uh, and even a new one kind of amalgamating all of them in this strange sort of apocalyptic event after the heist chaos from Sonic Adventure. Yeah, you got are it. the judges yes. nodding? Yeah. The judges are nodding. Judges are nodding. As it kind of uh, absorbed all of them. And I think we left off with we escaped it what happened after that we're on the that's it that we're on the roof of, of the train you, you, the, the you came room. out of the tunnel what's in the sun was coming up what's important is that everyone was knocked off the train and defeated except for john wick who char sort of made a truce with mm-hmm. yeah that's right and then ike edgeworth came in valiantly at the end with a rocket launcher uh was he was in fact not dead can we turn back the clock and I show how Edgeworth got here behind the music. Please. The floor is yours. Recap what you did while we were doing the train. <laughs> yeah, while I was sleeping. This was the dream I had. But you're right. <laughs> First, I want to open this at the moment where like two episodes ago ended of like the door closing on this gunfight that Edgeworth just got shot in. The, the team is screaming as the door closes, but this time the camera's on the casino side of the door closing and you see Edgeworth there with the stomach wound that he got at the end of that episode and he looks pretty motionless like he might be dead but then once all of the fighting finally dies down a few minutes later and the guards escort anyone out who has who's still shooting at each other that and everyone leaves the room Edgeworth pulls out a little notebook from his jacket pocket and is flipping through the notes that he made for this heist because he's not dead yet. Uh, And he's passing, there's a drawing of the map of the casino. There's uh, instructions for how to use the little thief. There's a section just titled like the way out. But what he finally flips to 
is at the back. At, he has another section called the way out parentheses cowards edition. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get like a title card of like 10 days ago. <laughs> I think it would be 10 days ago or thereabouts. Uh, I want to flash back to when we were last at the mall. We see Edgeworth just kind of like collapsed in his wherever we said his office was at the mall at his desk with like his head in his hands. And you can tell he's just thinking about the last mission to RPD and then the Matrix and everywhere in between and after. And th- and you can just see a flashback of all of the times he either had to kill a zombie or take a bullet or dodge out of the way of an unstoppable force. And you just see the look on Edgeworth's face that like, I, man, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> and it's at that moment where I think like uh, one of y'all comes in and is like, hey, so um, we're moving. Uh, we're going to go live in the sewer for a while. And that's what we're going to plan for our next heist. We're going to steal from a casino. Um, probably the most dangerous one we've done yet. Uh, we yes, got a Tails. week. So uh, see ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tails comes by and says all of that. At that point, it breaks for Edgeworth, finally pulls out his phone and looks at the texts with Phoenix. And he sends a text that says, working on a way to come home soon. And then we start seeing him open to that last page of his notebook and start writing notes on his new plan. The Way Out Cowards Edition. (laughs) We get flashes of all the things that he does to prepare. He doesn't think he's going to end up using it in the way that we saw him do it. He thinks he's making a way for if he gets too scared before he's even supposed to do the distraction and just wants a way out because he's tired of this, then he can just play dead and then he can have Claire come in for him and do his job instead. Um, And so that's what he plans all of this for. He steals the mannequin from... Raph's back closet uh, to stand in for his body and he programs in a special thing into the little thief to be able to project uh, himself over the mannequin and he gives Raph the sword, the edge saber, so that whenever he does fake his own death, uh, inevitably when he chickens out, that he has a tracking device on the edge saber so that he can find you all afterwards. And then we see him talking to Claire and, and he's like, so inevitably, 10 minutes into the heist, when I give up completely, I'm going to pretend to die. That is your signal to come in and do the rest of my job for me. Holy shit. I, I sort of picture like as things die down, it becomes clear to the to the viewer maybe that like Miles has like left and now there is the mannequin with the projection like uh, being projected onto it. Yeah. And I think like maybe like the, the focus changes into the background and like Greg climbs out from under a table. Yeah. I think it's time for me to negotiate a bit of a Grexit and he like climbs away <laughs> towards the door. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, I've been We didn't put this guy through enough. I'm going to say it. We should have put him through more. <laughs> it's great you got Greg in, into this because what I was thinking is that one of the flashes we would get is during that week with that I had like schmoozing with Greg. I actually like let him in on everything, on like most things. Wow. Like not that we're stealing you, from my, the Miles casino. Miles has one too many drinks. <laughs> oh my but, God. But lets him in on like, hey, so something's gonna go down tomorrow. If it does, do you have any place I can hide a mannequin? <laughs> 
I presume Greg tells me some like weird uh, secret compartment I can hide. Yeah, in the in the back of the slot machines. I think I want Claire to come in and help. I think what she does, like the little thief, maybe like sort of stops working, stops projecting. Because I want what I want like her to like drag the mannequin into the spot and then just sort of put her red jacket over it to be like, yeah, that's oh, cool. close enough to Edgeworth. Yeah. Before I get the mannequin out of the cupboard, I was thinking that like I use Greg's cards to open like whatever compartment it is. Duke Nukem's giant bazooka is like wedged has like wedged the, that compartment shut somehow, and I need Cupel to come in and like <laughs> get it out, yeah. stop it from barricading my mannequin into the secret closet. Cupel's just stoked that you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I patch myself up with some gauze and shit that was in the cupboard, uh, and then I go running out with Claire and a bazooka and cube. Hell yeah. Awesome. You run out into the crowd. Um, like you, you, It's very easy for you to sort of slip through the chaos because the GGs from Jet Set Radio are doing their sort of staged protest. So the cops are like, yeah, there's a shootout or whatever, but these kids. These <laughs> <laughs> you The graffiti. The Yodes! <laughs> They're playing loud music! They're looting a target! Is this Antifa? This must be Antifa! <laughs> Claire's trying to like duck through the crowd and like drag Ed- Edgeworth behind them. I think Beat from Neo the World Ends with you like skates through with their skateboard speed power. Uh, they're they're tapping <laughs> along to whatever song is playing in their yeah. headphones, uh, and they and they help. Like the train has gone off, but I but uh, you are taken over to where Claire's bike is sort of chained up. I think she just like flips her helmet down and looks back at Edgeworth and is like, "You told everybody about this, right?" Ooh. And then she just floors it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the viewer would also see again, like Claire, like driving up. They, you, you both see the uh, the last rail car sort of like detach, come at you, but then like jump back ahead when chaos caught it in the with their goo. And then you're like, "The fuck is going on in that train?" <laughs> <laughs> And then you eventually go up beside Edgeworth. You climb on top, capture weight, and uh, shoot the rocket launcher. And then we're back, back up, up to, to the, the present, present, where you're all pulling into the, the stop. Yeah, if no one else is going to, I am going to uh, give Edgeworth the biggest hug I possibly could. Edgeworth is, like, stiff and, like, doesn't give the hug back because he still is hurt from being shot in the gut. (laughs) There's no combat left in the season, but how many harm would you have if this mattered? According to the rules, I reduce my harm clock and I just come back. Like, that's what the move says if I rolled as well as I did. But narratively, it's just, like... He got real lucky on a shot that, like, passed through mm-hmm. the organ, like, didn't hit any organs or whatever, but he still was shot, so. Yeah, the hug <laughs> slowly goes from, like, a tight, like, I'm so glad you're not dead, to a tighter, like, hey, what the fuck? What are you doing here? Yeah. I saw I, you die! <laughs> like, just squeezing tighter and tighter. <laughs> I might if you don't stop. <sighs> I think I think while Edgeworth is mid mid embrace, uh, Pidge manages to catch his eyes for a second and goes, "You're an asshole," and then comes up and joins the hug. <sighs> I didn't quite think I would almost actually die before I was going to play dead. I'll tell you all about it later. Drops, let go, just don't. All right, break. <laughs> Char just watches. <laughs> Yeah, been there. I I get it. I too have had this experience of oops, I gotta fake my death real quick. Can't tell a friend. <laughs> Bye. 
I would love it if we could make a uh, kind of group rule that maybe you should include other people in your fake death plans. I couldn't bring myself to tell all of you that I wanted... I told Raph I wanted out, and I couldn't bring myself to do that three more times before this last mission, so... I figured I'd just ask for forgiveness rather than permission. It's kind of a running theme with us, I guess. I need you all to know that this is not a good way to handle things. Faking death, not fun. I'm trying to get over it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, have you, have you, yeah, no, I guess. We talked about it. On I guess the, so, the, huh? been over yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, uh-huh. I was uh-huh. the only one who was Sorry, like, been, oh, been God, no. been a long no. night, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wait, yep. do, people, yeah. do people not like it when you just suddenly show back up after saying you never would again? Should I not release this season? <laughs> I So so were you were you always just planning to tell us later or just shut us out if you didn't happen to see us again after this? Like I, I didn't Jeez. Uh, I, I I wanted to tell you after the mission, but I didn't think I we're not gonna like tell you you can't leave. You know that. I mean, Raph might, but he's joking. Even if he cracks his knuckles really loud at you, he's joking. Char just sort of uh, steps over to Edgeworth, like claps a hand on his shoulder and says, I personally am not going to criticize you because I've done the same thing and I didn't come back an hour later. I'm just glad to see you're okay. Thank you. I, um, I will say I did... I did add one last trick, and I wonder if I told you it if you thought that this would swing around into cool. Oh? Um, We're yeah. listening. What is it? I think I've also solved the mall problem. <laughs> and then we get we get the same title cards <laughs> of, like, ten days ago or whatever. <laughs> the same style. But then it says, like, three years ago <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and, the, and I'm sitting there, like, uh, in, like, a realtor's office. Uh, and the realtor is like, all right, uh, this mall is about to be yours. Uh, I'm just going to need your signature, uh, Mr. Medgeworth. <laughs> <laughs> and so Edgeworth signs it, Isles Medgeworth. And so this whole time, Isles Medgeworth has been the owner of the mall. Uh, and so... Who is now pronounced dead from a gambling game gone wrong. Greg saw him die uh, in the casino. So I die. So Isles Medgeworth dies with all of his debts and also his criminal record. Christ. And so I can go back to being Miles Edgeworth. I'll open up a practice right next to the mall. I can hang out with you guys. You're not even. Then go back to (laughs) my own life. Is this not cool? I mean, Ed, when you said leave, I thought, I figured you weren't coming. I, you're not, you're moving next door, and you really set wait. this up like you were going away. <laughs> wait, he said, he said, what up now? Wait, you're leaving? He's leaving? You're not? I'm, that's what he just said. Listen, I can't do this anymore, Pidge. I did all of this because I can't bring myself to say... I can't do this. I can, this thing that we do where we're constantly almost dying, I cannot do it. 
And that is very difficult for me to say. And so I must go back to my old life. But in order to do that, I can't be a prosecutor who has just robbed uh, countless individuals. So I need Isles Medgeworth to die. And he just has. <laughs> and, and he has. It's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's just really funny that in order to escape this life of uh, high fighting crime and adventure, you did one of the most badass things I have ever seen anyone do. Oh, thank you. It was incredibly impressive. <laughs> I'm glad that you agree that I've performed the perfect crime. <laughs> and on that, I want the train to pull into the station. <laughs> Edgeworth falls over. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think we all do. Is it funny if we all kind of do? Yeah. Yeah, it just pulls itself to a stop, and all of you still standing fall, on top. I fall over into the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bowling we all fall into effects. each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just imagine Wick right like there. looking over at this, going like, I, I could kill them all right now. What the fuck? Yeah, they could be dead. I lost to this? No, I, I think he's just like at the end of the rail car, just sort of like sitting, chilling, waiting. Uh-huh. As you all sort of pile off of the train as it stopped here at the port, and this being the only way to get to the port, you know, nobody's coming after you. I think you're all filing out, head, heading towards the port where you know you're supposed to meet up with Tails and Q. Claire is like pulling up behind on their bike and they'll join as well. but. The train is sort of, like, gearing up to head back towards Upper City. Wick is still just sort of, he's just staying on the train, and I think Char, you can tell he's sort of, like, looking at you to say something, but he hasn't said it yet. Yeah, I think as everyone's piling off, Char hangs back, just sort of before anyone really notices, just goes and sits down by Wick. Pauses for a second and says, it's been a long day, but I think it's been a good one. Eventually, all days feel long in the same way, Char. I've been thinking about the conversation we had. I think I mentioned this earlier, but you mentioned something that really struck a chord. That idea that, like, how do I say this? Uh, that I hadn't really accomplished much replacing gears. I think it's time that I go back home. And I don't know if you can do the same right now, but... In the same way that you recommended I might benefit from a dog, I think you might benefit from a vacation. I already got the only vacation I'm going to get. You don't get many chances to get out of this life. I got one, and I got sucked back in because I needed an outlet for feelings that I couldn't put into the right place. Mm. And when that happened, a man told me if I wanted peace, I should prepare for war. I've gotten a lot of war, and it's not yielding any peace. Since I saw you, I've been thinking, what happens if I take you out and you just be replaced by another blonde kid with an agenda? And I decided I've already got enough ghosts. Do you think this war of yours is ever going to end? It's designed not to. Mm. And I think with that, the train sort of starts to shift slowly and pick up speed as you're still both sitting there in between two rail cars. I think before I accept that, I figure I've got one more shot to... See if I can break that machine we were talking about the other day. You take care of yourself, Wick. I don't think we'll see each other again. I hope not. And with that, Char sort of gives a soft salute and hops off the train and goes to join his friends. Can't wait for John Wick's counterattack. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do I see 
Do I see a girl in a dress anywhere? What I picture is that, Raph, I think you get lost and you're like, wait a minute, where's Pidge? And you, you, <laughs> you go down the wrong hallway and you like, you're seeing ships, but not the one that tail sort of showed you in the, the off screen prep. You're in a hangar with a large blue battleship. And I do think you spot a woman in, uh, with blonde hair in a silver dress sort of walking not very far from you, but like towards this ship. Hey, 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 blonde. I, I, they're startled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know a blue guy. Uh, yes. Hold on, I'm coming over, I'm coming over. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, he- hello. You know a blue guy. Yeah, I do. M- m- many people in my crew do wear blue. I have we met? Uh, he's like uh, this tall. He's uh insufferable, fucking insufferable. <laughs> oh, I'm so what am I gonna keep fighting? But I'm not gonna do too much. That guy got looking like a brown hair having ass. Uh, <laughs> he's unremarkable to me. But I just he told me to find you. She's like, did he have like uh? And then she like makes a circle in front of one of her eyes to be the eye patch. Yes, 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 yes. Oh yes, that's my captain vice. Sorry to hear that you find him insufferable. Many do. Yeah, I fucking bet. Told he was looking for you. Told me to try to find you. I found you. Don't know what to do oh. uh, <laughs> at this point. But if you know how to get a hold of him, I think he'd appreciate that. That's very kind of you. She just sort of like looks back at the ship and she's like, this is our ship. So I'm sure I'll see him here in a minute. But I was wandering around. I, I was on that rail car. I'm not sure what exactly happened. With it, but... Oh, same. I don't know either. <laughs> they don't make them like they used to, huh? They, uh, well, in my history, that's exactly how they used to make them. And I, and I think it's, like, as you're sort of just, like, chatting casually, Cupel sort of pops off your wrist and does, like, a Cupel! And Fina's like, Cupel? Oh, I- oh, you know uh, my buddy Caracalla. You know uh, this... You know her... You, you know each other. Yes, yes we do. We've been through quite a lot together. I haven't seen them in such a long time, but I'm so happy to see that they're safe now. Yeah, we've been through a lot too. Our, our little buddy here has helped me so much. Uh, Kupo! Yeah. Oh, Kupo's like, I think Kupo's like turning into the different guys you fought and Fina's just like, uh, mouth agape. Yeah, it's what, a, ooh, ooh, we, we have a crew. Uh, here, show him the crew. Show him, do the do the Miles impression you do, buddy. Watch it. You're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like French or something. I guess it's funnier if you know him. <laughs> he he uh, he actually just he saved one of my friends' lives too. He's he's fucking. They're fucking beautiful. I love this little dude. Cupel, you just have never gotten enough adventure, no matter who you're with, huh? Cupel. <laughs> Uh, he is, um, I look at Cupo like, hey, we're like, um, blonde lady. I don't have your name. Oh, I'm so sorry. My name is Fina. When you started talking about my captain, I really thought you knew. <laughs> no, I'm. I should have known better. Uh, my name is Raphael. I am a turtle. Yes. I'm just really, I'm coming down off a lot of adrenaline right now. And my brain is kind of like, oof, you know. There's no easy way to say this. Is a uh, cupel like uh, they you're your own guy? I just I don't um I don't know how to say it's cool that cupel stays with me, right? I didn't know you knew each other, and now that you I know you do, 
I just want to make sure that cupel, you what you want to be here. I had you burn your cupel link when you sent them to Miles. So I think, uh-huh. I think Fina explains. Well, cupels kind of the last of their kind. I don't know how much you know about well the places that are connected or used to be connected to Valia before she gestures. But there used to be a whole civilization of people who looked like me and creatures like Cupel. And, well, now it's just the two of us, but whatever Cupel wants to do... I guess I shouldn't be posing this question at you, right? Um, hey, buddy. Turn Cupel around like, didn't know you knew this person. You do. Cupel. If they're important to you and you want to go with them, that's chill. Um, if you're with us, that's also chill. We don't talk a lot uh, in in words, so I um, I don't know a lot about what your thoughts are or if you were looking for them or anything. Know that if you do have somewhere else to be, we'll see each other again at some point. The world's big, but we'll, we'll find each other. You can sort of tell from the expression they have that they clearly care a lot about both of you. Mm-hmm. And because I had you spend that link, I'm going to have you roll for a new one. We're praying for a light link. Go, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pretty easy reroll. Uh, it's cool. It's even the links. Plus one. It is a pretty easy reroll. And I think that it's time that I, I fully spend to completely destroy my link with my size. Wow. Nine. There you go. You don't need some tool. You need a buddy. Yeah. A mixed success. Raph's holding, has both hands cupped, right? And is holding Cupel in them. Does like a little like rub with his thumbs on the sides of Cupel's heads, you know, like where their temples would be or whatever. And then stops to be like, I'm not trying to like cook you one way or the other. Like you get to pick. But they were holding them close to talk and then like held them out a little bit to let them do what they wanted. And I think Fina is sort of just like smiling at this. And she says like, I knew you were still out there, and I'm just really happy to see you again, no matter where you want to go, Cupel. And I think Cupel looks at the both of you, and I think what they do, because they can't speak, I think they turn into a pair of handcuffs that links the two of you together. <laughs> sort of like starts pulling the both of you toward the the ship that is near there, which is the Delphinus from Skies of Arcadia, Vice's ship. I... I'm already, I've already got, uh, um, I'm, I am, uh, I'm spoken for, uh, both in crew and part, this is, I appreciate it, Cupel, I've seen too many rom-coms, I, this ain't gonna. As you sort of get over there towards the ship, Vice is, like, exiting it, and they're like, oh, hey, it's you again, and I don't know if, like, this is a full dialogue scene that I want to do with Vice and Fina on the occasional, Cupel. But I think the camera sort of fades out as, like, Cupel, like, flies up around Vice's head, uh, the same around Fina as well, and then goes back to Raph and sort of becomes a bracelet around Raph's wrist again. And I think what happens is Vice is like, God, it's good to see you. You know, know, if you're ever around town and looking for, like, a job to do, we're always, like, swapping people in and out of our crew, and I think it sort of, like, fades out on you two exchanging contact information, and primarily, I think, Fina 
remaining contact with Raf. Not even like, oh, so I can see Cupel again, but I think just there's a sort of sense of, well, if I can get a hold of him, I can hear how Cupel is doing. That fucking rules, and I'm happy about that. Oh, Raphael's a sky pirate! <laughs> but I think as you're sort of walking away to try and find where you're actually supposed to be to meet up with your friends, Fina, like, Fina just sort of yells, not really to you, but to Cupel, and is just like, don't do anything I wouldn't do! And then she goes back up into her ship with Vice. And uh, I think we can probably cut back to all of you climbing on board of the ship that you were stealing to escape from here. <laughs> Raph, I think maybe as you're sort of running towards the hangar you're supposed to be in, like, you run into Claire, who's also like, oh, hey! Oh, God! There's so many people here! There's so many people! I got lost! Didn't you ask me to join? And then, like, they lead you toward the the hangar that you're supposed to be on. Raph, uh, Raph and Claire sort of file into uh, this large, sort of oblong ship, and I think maybe you're walking onto the, this sort of, like, this uh, open concept sort of cockpit with a big glass window in front of it. I don't know if where everyone else in the crew is standing. There's a computer sort of in the back of the room where I imagine both Tails and Q are finishing things. But I think as the two of you walk into the ship, Tails sort of looks back and says, okay, that's everybody. And they begin the launch process for the ship that belongs to Jet Force Gemini from the same titled Nintendo 64 game. This ship, as far as I know, does not have a name. It's just <laughs> in the opening cutscene of this game. You described it to us last week as very Lilo and Stitch. It is, mm-hmm. yes. yes. Very apt. This model from the 64 game looks exactly like the ship in uh, Birth by Sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. touch point. Edgeworth does not like space travel. Yeah, I was Ooh, going boy. to say, uh, I was gonna ask. <laughs> as, as we like start to lift off, like, Char stands by Edgeworth and is like, okay, hey, I, I know you haven't been off world before. This is gonna be a little weird. Like, sit like this, breathe like this. Like, don't it's... tense your muscles up too much. I should have stayed and bled out on the casino floor. <laughs> I, artificial gravity's not that bad. <laughs> You'll get used to it. The air will taste a little bit like soap. That's natural. It'll go away. At least I'll think about swearing as a child. <laughs> you gotta be fine. Yeah, the, the sight out of the front window sort of like, it's like this sort of bright orange as you exit the hangar and go up above the mountain ridges that um, Valia has as it leads towards its space exit. And you fly up into a sort of low orbit setting because the one thing you haven't really decided on is who goes where now? And I think as you sort of settle into this like, comfy spot or you know comparatively speaking you're not flying through space you're just sort of uh stalling in space maybe edsworth you can sort of start to stomach your situation but at any point you think someone's gonna say something just dive in (laughs) i think uh if if there's like an empty silence uh before we even get to the the severe stuff pidge just kind of goes hey uh so do you have a big bucket you want me want Penny to empty all the, the coins from the safe into? Or oh, yes. in there? Oh, right. I almost forgot that we were doing a heist. Just spit it on the ground. Let's go. Yeah, what are we doing with all of this? What was the what was the big gemstone? Does it do anything? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, hey, Tails, so you so hold on. Hey Penny, eject the big one. And Penny just sort of shoots out the uh 
just sort of splurts out the the thing we were told was a chaos emerald. Yes, and Pidge catches it. So so Tails, you you said this was an emerald, but like it's it's a cube. Is it supposed to be a cube? I just I don't know. I kind of wanted you to take a look at this. It also clunk puts it down. It had a weird slime guy on it. I think Pidge is putting their feet up on it on the floor <laughs> as to, while talking about it, and uh, that turned out to be a whole thing. Is this? what all your chaos emeralds are like or is there something up here tails sort of like i have imagined them were sort of wearing goggles all the time from the sonic boom design i think they just sort of like pull those goggles down and then like from out of like i don't know behind their ear they pull out like seven other layers of magnifying glass for the goggles <laughs> spy kids glasses yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's the guy who cleans the toys in toy story 2 yes yeah tells us like fascinating no this is not at all what my intel said was here, but let me look at this. And, and they sort of check their records. They have a hunch of what it is, and they are right. This is not a Chaos Emerald. This is Gigas Crystal? Those both mean the same to me, which is to say nothing. What is that? Are you, well, are you, sure, are you sure this isn't just an I've gone by many names type of thing? It's, it's a little different. Chaos Emeralds are very powerful power sources that can do... Some weird stuff under the right circumstances, but in short, this yellow shiny cube is kind of like a remote controller for a world-destroying weapon. Uh, That's objection. Oh, what? Uh, you didn't yeah, tell on. me this was we were stealing weapons of mass destruction. I did. I didn't know. What use do we have for a thing that could destroy a planet? Look, look, look I, I, I uh, look. Can we, we were still only... sell it? Should we still sell it? No! I... Eventually, I suppose the Valiant Royalty will start looking for it. I don't know why the... Who the hell was in charge of hiding this thing if it ended up here, but... Greg. Uh, we could... If anything, I could probably find the right channels to fence this and get... I mean... I'm not fencing a weapon. A world-destroying weapon. Char, back me up on this. If this is a weapon of mass destruction... It might not be a bad idea to simply ransom it back to Valia, if it's worth that much. Now, hold on. I still have Greg's number. <laughs> we can't fence a weapon. I need you all to slow down. I know I want the money, too. If we took a weapon of mass destruction from the, uh, the fucking, like, persecution city, <laughs> I do not feel comfortable selling it back to them. I also do not feel comfortable finding another group who wants to buy the mass destruction thing. Well... I think we should break it. I Proposal. What is the rest of our haul? Certainly that's, we stole other things. I agree. We could just jettison this thing and break it. Hey, Penny, how's that calculator app work? And I think Penny just sort of like yeah. has a number that racks up. I, I think Penny sort of generates a number and tail says, well, without what we've calculated with that crystal, that's about half the total that we were planning on. I mean. Which is not bad. It's not bad. That's still half milli each, if I remember correctly. Plus, I don't have I don't have Isles Medgeworth's debts anymore. That's worth untold riches. I think Claire's like, I will just ask about that later. <laughs> Tails just suddenly like their eyes sort of shock open now that like they re they're not in job mode anymore, and they're like, they told me you died, and they fly over to you, uh, Edward. <laughs> Uh, was anyone recording? Could we play the explanation from before? <laughs> yeah, hey, Penny, instant replay. <laughs> I think he was like, Ref always leaves their ear on, so I heard. 
Yeah, I don't turn on push to talk. <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm gonna forget to push it. It's gonna look. I'm gonna look I like always forget idiot. what button I, what key I assigned it to, and that I'm sitting here like a doofus hitting the wrong key, talking <laughs> that, and no one can hear. And that's why me and Edge can't stand too close to each other or else we get feedback. <laughs> that's what that noise was. Absolute amateurs. I pick up the fucking crystal. Hey, 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 don't do anything hasty. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm just... Okay, for the record, I agree with Raph. If it's the keys to a nuke or something like that, I am not about to be responsible knowingly for, you know, putting a huge weapon in someone's hands. I would then ask... What do we do with it? I don't like destroying it because who knows if we can do that without, I don't know, it blowing us all up right here and now. Char, Char, you're the only one in here who's actually been to war in the way that we fully understand it. Actually, that's not true. Pitch, I'm sorry for... Eh, It's a different kind of war. No, I I get it. It's super robot versus real robot. I. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, this is outside of my typical purview. Yeah. Uh, What do you think we should do with it? From a purely pragmatic standpoint, I would say that the tales you said this is a remote as though there were more of these. Yeah, I mean, because of and they gesture, I'm not really sure where all of the different gigases are or where the stones end up. But I can guarantee you that the one that this controls is still underneath Valia. It's locked up in some big vault where it's not supposed to be accessible. But I mean, happened once. Valia's been destroyed before by it. Hmm. Hmm. You're telling okay. me this thing destroyed a planet? What kind of monster would do that? Well, there's like a continent. Hmm. Well, with that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not to jump ahead too much, I know a couple people are leaving. Who is going the furthest in space away from Valia? <laughs> we can just bring it with them and have them jettison it into space. I think Claire perks up and they're like, well, who's who was leaving where who all's not leaving i mean edge is leaving i've got an old life to get back to but also moving next door so not really like capital l leaving i wasn't aware of anyone else ref looks to pidge uh pidge looks to char uh q looks to ref <laughs> edge looks to char are you also getting into the prosecutorial business <laughs> So I have, I will admit, I've been giving it some thought over the course of our last few jobs, and I think as much as I have truly enjoyed working with all of you, and as much as I do cherish this time we've spent, I think I do need to return back to my world. There's a bit of business, or a lot of business, rather, that I really can't afford to just leave unfinished. I'm not saying that I'll leave immediately. I don't think I I don't think it would make sense for me to like leave right here right now, but perhaps a couple of weeks I do think I'll be making my leave. Uh but that I I get it. <laughs> I remember I remember you saying something to me before we left for the sewers about not being able to get past Jupiter, you know. You're Jupiter, you're to your Earth, whatever. If you're feeling like you have to head back there, head back there. Just, I don't know, like, <laughs> shit, man, we're all, we're all family. Like, this has all made us all family, and you're still going to be family no matter where you go. Like, if you do go and you and I ever see each other again, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. 
I actually have a proposal. We should meet regularly, and I was thinking that, uh, given our, each of our proclivities towards heists, have you ever done an escape room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, oh, no, Edgeworth, there's one of those in the mall. What about we meet there regularly? I, first off, Pidge, I'm sorry to tell you this. I've just been locking you in a closet, and you've been struggling <laughs> to get out. And <laughs> that's not an escape room. <laughs> what? I, just, well, it's, it's, hold on. All right, that. I've been opening up doors as I've been like, running right ahead of you, just been locking doors and leaving little riddles. <laughs> It all seems so real. The mall is so big. Edgeworth is like, and you pay him for this? <laughs> Binge leaves ten dollars in the fucking drawer. <laughs> it's the fucking. I, I thought it was part of what I. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was someone I had to pay in order to leave. I thought it was part of the game. Who works there but us? <laughs> I didn't think about it. I got excited. You think it was one of those mattress stores with the robot? I don't know what I thought. Here. Um. <laughs> oh god uh. we don't know what to do with the 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 weapon yet and like mm-hmm. raf is still on team destroy it i'm here to steal things i'm not here to like i also think we should destroy the genocide button yeah all right cool well that's a ma- uh, i don't know if that's actually a majority because yeah. of all the NBCs, but we're gonna count it wait a minute is hold hold on. I, I have one other proposal, and I, I don't know if this changes things. Not to get too ahead of it, Raph, I am coming back to the mall with you. We can talk about it more then. Hell yeah. What I'm thinking is bros if we forever. if we Yes, this bro, is bros forever, the gang. bros forever. Yes, this is the gang. So proceeding. If I don't know if I can, but like me and Q could take a look at this and see if we could like disarm it and then see what we could sell it for. Once we figured out it has no way of communicating with that, because if it's some super rare treasure, I I would bet someone would still pay a heck of a penny for it. No offense, Penny. I don't think that's a bad idea, though, if not just because if it can be disabled, we could then sell it back to Valia. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. It would, to some degree, enable them to not decide their own destinies in so many words, since we would be making the choice that they don't get to blow themselves up in the future. But it, they might find comfort in knowing that they have the keys to the metaphorical bomb under their city. That's dastardly. I'd love it. <laughs> we, disable the, we, we disable the trigger. We send it back to them. Uh-huh. They can't fix it. And we get, mo- we get their money. Correct. Yeah, we get the money, and then they're mad at us for giving them something that doesn't work, but by the time they... If, if they enter a situation where they actually have to test it, I, I don't really want to be setting foot there while they're in the middle of whatever level of warfare that would require anyway, so we don't have to worry about them then. That's true. I think we're all in agreement. Tails, find someone to break this. <laughs> <laughs> Tails sort of just, like, looks at Q, and they're like, yeah, I could probably figure it out. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are smart. I don't know, Q, what do you think? Think we can figure this thing out? <sighs> Worth a shot. Hell yeah, good enough for me, bud. All right, so... Pidge gives Q an air five. They reciprocate confused. <laughs> We've got this handled. Miles, you probably can't be seen coming back with a bunch of criminals, right? 
Gotta be the perfect escape. If anyone asks, we kidnapped him. <laughs> Tails sort of like rolls back over to their computer and like, well, if you need it, this ship does have three separate pods that can be piloted out of it. So honestly, feel free to separate for whatever works best for the moment. We we have a little bit of time between now and meeting up with our fence and I pro- we'll probably try and stay a little quiet until then. Uh, Speaking of Tails, you had said you were thinking last job. I don't want to pressure you, but I'm getting answers out of everybody right now. Just kind of get lay of the land. When we get back, how you feeling? Q, Claire? Q is just like, honestly, I'm enjoying being along for the ride. Other than some of you thinking that Edgeworth was dead, nothing went wrong. (laughs) That's true. We did ball. We did ball out of our fucking minds tonight. Mechanically, Q is uh, intrinsically linked to Raph, so they're going to follow Raph. Whereas I, th- I think Tails is sort of like, have you ever thought about being a paralegal, Tails? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm about in the same boat as Char. I, you know, it'll take a little bit to get everything arranged with the fencing, but I do think I'll scurry my way out of the mall soon. I'm not exactly sure where uh, my little flapping tails will take me necessarily, but I You're think- required to provide 10 weeks notice. <laughs> 10? That's not true. That's a, he, he, I. No, nah, that's. He left, he left me in charge. That's wait. what the sword's symbolic of. I, you, you can quit whatever you want. <laughs> I'm, wait, if, if. Oh, that's what that if is. If the mall is owned by a dead guy, do I get like severance now? No, that's don't. I gotta keep his dream alive. You do not get severance. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, listen, buddy. If it was up to me, if it was up to me, absolutely. But my hands, they're tied right now. It was in the will. Edward looks at Raph with such pride in his eyes. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> Maybe we can discuss it at your next oh performance, Val. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tails just like, sighs and they're like, yeah, definitely this is my weak notice. <laughs> <laughs> then you see like you see Edgeworth smile like finally he quit this awful, awful job. <laughs> this job was so much worse than Tails. But Edgeworth would not say that. I think uh like as you're sort of discussing who goes where, Claire sort of like has been like eyeing a jacket that's just like been laying over a uh the pilot's chair that's in here. And I think she like picks up, puts on this like brown fur coat and is like, yeah, I think I'm along for the ride for a little bit longer. Eventually I'll go find my brother, but you know, I'm not worried about him. Beautiful. We love to hear it. One more for the ride. I know I made a big deal about how much I can't do this job and I can't do this job, but I want to thank all of you for being the reasons that f- I could do this job. I built that whole charade into that last heist because I th- thought I would chicken out, but through to the end, until I was literally shot, I knew you'd all follow through better than I could. I had no reason to fear. I think that's all due to your character and your dedication, and, and I've learned a lot from each of you, so thank you. Edgeworth, listen, for, for, all, for all you can say about the things you can't do, and I, I, I get it, but you've surprised me so many times in our jobs together. Like, when you and I met, I thought you were just this kind of stubborn, you know, rules-obsessed 
kind of jerk, if I'm being honest. Nothing personal. It's just, I didn't know you, and then... A dweeb. Yeah, yeah, dweeb's a word. (laughs) But, you know... A mark. Then, time after time, you kind of proved that wrong. I think you did it in the police station. I think you did it when you leapt in and helped me get out of the Matrix. I think, time after time, you were... A braver person than I kind of pegged you for, and a more tenacious person than I kind of pegged you for, and thank you for surprising me, and I think surprising everyone here, and that's, I don't know, I I hope, I hope when you get back to your boyfriend and whatever's next for you, you keep finding ways to surprise people, because that's something you can do like no one else, I think. Mm -hmm. In that case, I promise I'll keep surprising you. And I think he goes. Godspeed, Miles Edgeworth. Godspeed. See ya, space lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I think Claire sort of gives like a knowing salute as she uh, heads off to escort Miles Edgeworth back where they belong. And as Edgeworth and Claire head like off towards the weird elevators that go down to these different pods in the ship, the camera just sort of cuts outside to a blue small pod ship flying out of a flight bay like Star Fox uh, coming, coming out of the ship. It flies like lower into orbit back towards back back to Phoenix. And from there, it sort of fades into this montage of the mall. I think when we get back to the mall, I think as the ship touches down, kind of the moment like the, you know, the landing gear, whatever kind of door out uh, opens. I think Pidge gets up from their chair and goes, I need to go. I need to go check something. I, I just I, I need to go see something. And there's sort of fumbling through saying that as they, they, they are walking from the distance from their seat where they have been sa- seated in the ship to the the door and by the time they get through the door they have broken into a run as they uh sprint back into the mall and get inside and sprint past i don't know the the yogimo and the hot topic and whatever else and get to the food court to see if the green lion is still there it's gone I, I think there's just a big fucking hole <laughs> in the food court where the lion had been uh, having squatting and Pidge sees that and just sort of blinks and maybe even kind of like clenches their hand as if they were still holding the Bayard in it and then remembers it's it's not there and just sort of goes. <laughs> OK, I'll I'll see you around. If you hit if you hit a sprint and like left, like Raph obviously knows where you're fucking going and like would give you space <laughs> and like probably be like waiting at the door of the like not the door of the food court, but you know, that hallway leading in. Okay. Like giving you distance. And when you turn around, you're good. I think I think Pidge walks up to Raph and sort of bops him bops him on the shoulder and says, Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Oh hey, did I tell you I broke the Bayard? Ah, that's what I like to hear. Breaking your first weapon is an important, <laughs> important step in becoming a ninja. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that. All right, what do we have to long load off the ship? And I think they, they go to do whatever yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Tails, cube, Pidge, you're, you're sort of working on deactivating this cube and selling it back to the Valiant Royalty. Tails got Greg's number from Edgeworth to just be like, you can hide the hugest mistake you've ever made if you give us like, a ton of money, and they just absolutely get it out of Greg, no question. Uh, after you, I, and I think, yeah, I think the the three of you button your heads together can deactivate this thing, and uh, you, you sell it back uh, eventually. So we're unloading shit. 
right? And like uh, Penny is like picking up the coins and just going, <laughs> picking them up and going, <laughs> spinning them in. It must be from like the fucking dump truck of money we got from Greg or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so rap is it's like a whale coming up from the bottom of the ocean, spinning water off the. Yeah. <laughs> the rap is like off to the side with tails and it's like, all right, so you're leaving. Congratulations. I'm excited for you. Excited for what the world has for you, my my beautiful little friend. Um, before you leave, I would really like do you have like a notebook? Do you have like uh like uh programs or something? Uh, I'm not oh, super yeah. good at computer. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. They're, they're like I, I think maybe uh, like it cut into like their little manager office out by the food court, and they're just sort of like, Yeah, here's a password book for all these computers. I'll I'll probably take you know, I have some small stuff, but I think probably the his- historical stuff on this is useful. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff here. Who uh, are you oh, selling see- stuff from? You're selling stuff to people, right? Like, who who, who do I talk to? Oh, yeah, our fence. Our, oh, yeah. What a guy, our fence. I, he's someone I met back when I was doing the, the kart racing stuff. His name is Alex Old. His name used to be Alex Kid, but uh, then he went to the beach that made him old. So now he's Alex Old. Okay. All right. I'm very excited to talk to Alex. <laughs> Stay off that beach. So yeah, Raf, Raf, you're just like it, maybe the camera fades out as they just continue to sort of give you information. Like maybe they, I think they give you the keys to the tornado. They're like, I don't think I'm oh, gonna need this where I'm going. I'll build something new. That's oh, buddy, this is very kind of you. Does it turn into a robot? No. You should plan that for the sequel. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe the next plane I build will turn into a robot. Fucking fade out. So I think it's. Yeah, kind of, as Char mentions, um, a couple weeks pass. I imagine everyone kind of just, like, hangs out, does their thing, settles down from the last job, and then eventually the day comes when Char packs up uh, everything in the Bass Pro Shop that's his. Which is a surprisingly large percentage of things in the Bass Pro Shop at this point. It's all Mm -hmm. mine. It's all, it all belongs (laughs) to Char. (laughs) You could support a whole army with this. Fishing rods, the revolution doth make. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Charles let people know he's leaving, or does he try to sneak out, or is it like oh, a no, no. He, he lets, he yeah. lets y'all know. But yeah, he packs everything into a couple of bags. I think the camera opens up on a scene where Char has just put the last of his bags into that red Toyota Aris, and he closes the trunk and just sort of looks back at everyone and says... Well, that's that, I think. I think it's about time for me to hit the road. That old dusty trail. It's been real, Char. Whatever's pulling you back and whoever you have to go and face, I hope you'd... You know, I, I, like I said before, you, you, you talked about never getting further than Jupiter. I, ho- I hope you remember how far you got while you were out here. Thank you. I hope you both do as well. And I hope that... Honestly, <laughs> I hope the two of you have fun. We will. I hope you do what you want to do. I hope it helps. Here's hoping. And don't worry. I have no intentions on forgetting any of you. From one space fair to another, I, I think I think you and I can agree that's kind of all you can hope for is mm-hmm. not forgetting. And then I think with that, uh Char just pulls everyone into a hug. Yep. Aww. Hug hugs hugs yeah. Char back. Returned. The hugs happen for a moment. Char pulls back, opens the car door. Starts to step in and then turns back and says, Oh, right. Uh, when you get the chance, 
be sure to check out the cabin I was in. I I left that hat. Uh, maybe you two will find it useful. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> People should leave more often. They keep leaving us gifts, bitch. <laughs> Get out of here before I start feeling emotional. Farewell and good luck. Drive safe. Char hops in the car, starts it up, and I think he drives the car into the orange hop. And then, um, after a little bit, it starts up and flies off, and there goes Char. I fucking Raph pats Pidge on the back real hard. <laughs> I'm gonna go take the hat. <laughs> that's that's all you, before buddy. Before he starts to cry. <laughs> like, uh, when you get back to your to your hot topic in the in the closet, I've given you your mannequin back, and it's got it's just got a note that says like, "Remember to write." <laughs> he's next door. I he keeps saying <laughs> like he's so far away. <laughs> I could if we could get a noise complaint from him. <laughs> oh, and oh, and we will. There's a there's a there's two new mannequins in there, baby. You know it already. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Von Mar to get some more people-sized ones. <laughs> you made a really short. You, you you found like a baby one for tails. Uh huh. Yeah, there's three. Of them. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely yeah. right. I tails like hands like another set of keys like like and stuff for the 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 main ship here, the main Jet Force Gemini ship. Uh, hands that over to to Claire as they take the the last ship, the yellow one, and fly it off their direction. And then Pidge, it's it's it's. Like it's not just us. We yeah. still have friends here. We have Claire and Q. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like you and I should have like a, a, a kind of standing in the wake of that, figuring out what's next moment, right? We're sitting on the fucking roof. It's sunrise. All right. Yeah, I think, I think we're doing that. I think both of us, our sleep cycles are just fucked up. So it's like sunrise and Pidge is just meditatively drinking a Monster Energy, <laughs> and I, I think, uh, so. You, you're, you're still dead set on doing more jobs, right? Stealing from, stealing stuff from people who shouldn't have it, that kind of thing, you know? I got something I'm good at. I got friends I'm good with. I don't see any reason to stop. Hell yeah. I, I, at least for the time being, until something else seems like the thing, I, I want to stick by you with that. I also realized recently... So it's it, of all of all the things is when I was talking to Q Word. back when we were, you know, in the sewer getting ready for for the job. He started talking a lot about what the work that you feel good uh-huh. doing. Right. And, and, and you 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 said that, you know, going out and beating up Mr. X and all the stuff we've been doing is is what feels good for you. Yeah, right? yeah I, I'm, I'm I like fighting. I like I like t- tussling. I like take I like sneaking, I like taking, uh, I like doing it with people I care about. Like it's it's an activity. I, I've realized what it is for me. It, it, I, I think it's funny. You ever think about the fact that you and I uh, did nothing but fight evil and save the world for a bunch of years of our respective lives? <laughs> I try to stop thinking about it. But yeah, yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, sure, sure did. And the thing about that is when you're doing that. The the thing that feels good about the work is the work because you're saving the world and you're saving mm-hmm, people's mm-hmm. lives. But when you're not doing that, it's it's hard to figure it out. And so for a while, I think I thought just, you know, stealing shit was that because it was easy. It was thing is there. I take it. Now it's here. OK, I've done it. Hooray. But I think I've realized that, like, if I if I think back about the the things that really have brought me joy in our last few jobs, it's 
it's making Penny, it's making the data knife, it's us making the robot, it's all the support stuff, it's mm-hmm. all the creation mm-hmm. that then goes to putting the right tools in someone's hands, whether it's, you know, whether I give you better size or whatever it is. So, and I think Pidge gets up, stands up sort of next to an overraft. In the wake of your recent promotion to head of our merry escapade of thievery and debauchery, I would like to hereby promote myself to head of R&D, maker of gadgets, and uh, maybe step out of the front lines. Let me consult very quickly with, mm-hmm. I got to consult with the board. You just hear a gimple. Q <laughs> ah. was like, yeah, this this sounds wonderful to me. I hope you'll have my assistance. Oh, is Q and up here? Q's <laughs> also here on the roof. <laughs> no, I, I think over the intercoms, wherever they're set Raph up. Raph still hasn't turned off I that, love that communication. No, I love that. Yeah. I was going to ah, say, doesn't have push to talk. Crowns again, golly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Claire also comes in. She's like, you're not already? Fuck. Well, I, <laughs> the eyes have it. Welcome, Mr. R&D. <laughs> If you need, if you need me, especially if you know, you know, you want to recruit a couple more people, you're not there yet. I'll go out with you, but in the long run, I think staying on the back seat means I have a lot more room for my tools, a lot more room to, I don't know, build stuff that'll help jobs in the future maybe go a little more smoothly and probably get way crazier Pidge, than anything we've done so far. Can I hit you with something real quick? I want to make sure. I want to tell you. You certainly may. I will always need you. It's hard to do it without Edge. It's hard to do it without Char. I miss him every day. You are an essential brick to this with me. And I cannot think of anyone I'm happier to have next to me. Raph, if I'm a brick, you're the whole damn wall. Ah, Pidge gives him a hug. Side hug. (laughs) Now, as far as recruits, I've been doing some research (laughs) on uh, this, uh, this Thieves book that Tails was on. The camera pans up like we were at the at the sun at the sunrise. The camera pans up to the sky and comes back down over the beautiful like circular buildings of Dragon Ball City <laughs> or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and like it's me and Claire and Tuck the Bush, Yamcha at the front door, giving us a thumbs up. Like ah yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> me, me on the phone with Pidge going, he's dead. He's gonna fucking beef it. Not a chance. <laughs> Uh, okay, 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 calm mm-hmm. down. We, we've dealt with this uh, before. <laughs> this is familiar territory. Door opens up and Vegeta's there in the Batman shirt. <laughs> okay, we've dealt with this before too. Yeah, and I, and I just think that the, the camera sort of like fades out on a montage of you trying to, to steal some shit from Capsule Core, being chased by Vegeta, Yamcha dying and being brought back, and you're just like, yeah, everyone does this that joins our crew. <laughs> and I think from there... We will go to sort of final epilogues for everyone in the party this season. So I think as the camera fades on the montage, I think we fade back in on a view of space. It's been about three years since Char left, and he tried. He went back home, went back to the colonies, and took one last shot to try and start a revolution. and didn't work. In the year 93 of the Universal Century, at the end of the Battle of Axis, Char Astable is pronounced missing in action, and then two weeks later, presumed dead. But shortly after that, on his flagship, a blonde man in a red suit opens the door to the captain's lounge. 
he walks in and just sort of takes stock of everything he's seeing there. Papers, files, a couple of potted plants, battle plans. And as he walks towards Char's desk, he notices something in a frame sitting next to a journal. And the man picks it up, takes a quick look, and is sort of puzzled at it. Because it's a photo of Char from a couple years prior. He's flanked by five people, a robot. Um, It looks like it's in a sewer. Even though the man can't figure out who these other people are, he remarks that, huh. He was smiling. And he takes it, looks it over, puts it in his pocket, and walks away, pulling out a phone and making a call. And he says, Hey, Judo, it's, it's Johnny Ridden. I found something that I think you might like. And then it uh, fades to black from there. For Raph, what we see is, um, you know, Raph in the trench coat walking on the streets of New York. And he's got looking. He's got an invitation in his hands that is a uh, like a Yoshi family reunion. <laughs> and it, and like he uh, opens up a sewer plate and jumps in, and like it's been years. And the other turtles are there. Casey's there. April's there. And uh, it's just like him catching up. And uh, Pidge would be invited to this as well. <laughs> I don't know if Pidge would come. Absolutely. <laughs> Raph's like laughing and talking to people, and goes, "Wait, wait, wait." Let me introduce you to, to my fucking, my sibling in arms. The number two of my company. <laughs> the, the motherfucking doer. They're a Donnie. They do Leo stuff. They do Mikey. They are, mm, I don't want to say they're better than all three of you, but they're better than all three of you. Pidge, come on down. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hold your applause. and and, yeah you get introduced to the group i think april says hello first and then like everyone says hello cries there too sorry that's important (laughs) cries there too and yeah you joined the turtle family reunion for a bit we we came back to new york to visit oh we show you the voltron (laughs) knockoff that we watched oh (laughs) yeah that's perfect you you show me that i show you uh the original 60s voltron and go on a rant about about that version of pinch so I, I think I think what happens is, you know, it, it's kind of like Pidge said, I, I think Pidge is, disc- is is thinking more about what actually makes them happy about what they've been doing. And I think in the in those first few weeks after some people leave and after, you know, Pidge sort of says that's a raft, I think we see kind of a time lapse at the Best Buy. And I think it's Pidge and Q and Raph probably has been conscripted into this too, going in everyone's talking with their arms moving in various directions and then we see them uh clearing out the best buy cleaning all this rubble and all this fucked up computer stuff and destroyed lg tvs and all these other things uh getting it out of there and making you know all this all the floor that isn't unsteppable because of the lion that passed through it like making part of that space usable again and then i think that is where pidge and q set up the r&d lab i think they they set up a proper lab there they uh, find somewhere to get some proper computers because Pidge is done with the Apple stuff. I, I think that that sort of becomes their space. I think they also clean up the Yogi Bo store. They put the, the giant Frank and Yogi Bo in a corner and maybe put some actual furniture in that place. But then, then from there, I think Pidge spends a lot of time in the lab, a lot of time being kind of a tails figure to the crew. I also think Pidge doesn't, isn't always there. I think sometimes Pidge hops in a ship and... I, I, you know, goes and visits their Earth, sees how their family back home is doing, maybe shares some 
some research, some of the technology they've made. They see some of the stuff their dad and brother have been working on. They go and visit the other paladins. They visit Hunk, who is, uh, like, feeding the hungry all across the galaxy, and they probably have some amazing meals. They, uh, go and visit Shiro and his husband. They go and visit Lance and, uh, Keith, who I cannot remember what they do in the show, but they go and visit them, and, uh, I, I, I think that's, ra- rather than a, a scene in a single place, I think that's what it is, and that's even what going with Raph to meet the other turtles is, is I think once the green line's been gone for a while, Pidge kind of goes from this looming anxiety of do I have to, do I have to feel like this is home now? And do I have to give up on the home I had before? That's kind of gone. And instead Pidge, I think just becomes really happy having different homes they can go to whenever they want. Mm. And I think that's nice. I think for our purposes, that's, that's yeah, that's their ending. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Sort of fading out of setting up the R and D and just like, I think like, you can sort of see the mall become more and more lived in and worked in. Obviously, the last time we saw it before the final job, it was a, a disaster zone. Uh, so just now sort of seeing it cleaned up, functional, the, the Best Buy especially being uh, cleaned up and fixed. I think you see the wall being repaired that finally that the, the Green Lion destroyed when it uh, came in. I, I think where, where, the fl- where the floor was destroyed in the Best Buy, there's just a little fence mm-hmm. so no one falls into the Yeah, crater. and I think it just sort of, like, keeps fast, like, showing forward. Maybe I think we see it decorated for Halloween. We see it decorated for Christmas. Yeah. And I think finally it just, like, settles in on not, like, a specific holiday, but you're all setting up to sort of bring your own family into the mall to meet each other. So I think maybe, uh, uh, like you said, Pidge has already met uh, some of the turtles, but maybe some of them are coming in. Absolutely. Pidge, maybe you're going to pick up yeah. some people off world. Claire has like brought uh, Chris Redfield in, uh, who's just coming in. And I think he was like, oh, you're real and so much more buff than I expected. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris, I think, is there early before the event but i think uh claire just sort of goes over to raf and i think they're like oh you texted edgeworth about this right and i think we cut from that to like the text and notification on edgeworth's phone yeah sure of like five minutes until family meeting or yeah, whatever you're next door Right, because he is next door, so he can still... So yeah, he's in the middle of a meeting with like uh, with his client for the next case, uh, and he gets the notification that he's got five minutes until he has to go to this party. And he's like, you don't, you don't see the client from the angle, you just see Edgeworth, and he's like turning pages on like a dossier about the case, and he's like asking questions of the client, and like going over notes like, oh, this particular bit from the police report strikes me as interesting do you have more details on that you know the sorts of those questions uh and then he like turns the page to the evidence section and he sees a security photograph and in the corner of the security photograph you can see cupel and like raf's hand and <laughs> uh, like a little bit of pidge's <laughs> hair and edgeworth closes the binder hands it back to Bulma and says, you're going to need to find another lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) As the credits roll, you see the party, the meet the family party, and uh, Edgeworth just brings like Gumshoe, Phoenix, and Maya and just kind of shoes them towards the rest of the party as Edgeworth sits in the corner by the punch like he always does at parties. We leave a seat out. We leave a table out for Char. Yeah. Obviously, Char doesn't arrive, but about 
halfway through the party, a teenage girl with, like, bright orange hair sort of, like, comes up, like, steps into the mall, watches from afar, and is, like, holding something in her hand, and then, like, slowly approaches. I, I don't know enough about Gundam. Uh, this would be Maneva <laughs> Zabi, who technically Char raised a little bit for a short time. So Char, Char's, Char's sort of adopted daughter has come to, to hang out. Pidge is, you know, in the, in the middle of talking to people. I think Hunk, the pilot of the Yellow Lion, is there. And Pidge has grabbed Edgeworth and is the, in, the, in the middle of telling telling Hunk, so this is the guy who helped save my life when we were trapped in the computer. We were, it, we, I, I, I threw my axe and he was shooting at this insane computer guy. And and it was a whole thing. And uh, I, I, think, I think leaves Hunk to like question uh, Edgeworth about that and then as they do that, they kind of just happen to glance over in the direction of that girl and sort of blink and cock their head, like not really sure who that is, but maybe just assuming there's someone who was invited who Pidge didn't know about and maybe just, I don't know, walks, waves, walks towards them like they're going to say hi. Mm-hmm. And we, we fade out on them coming over to the party. We see Claire and Maya getting along so much that Edgeworth is worried. <laughs> and I, I think as the, the, the lights sort of dim, the credits roll. And, and I think that's Interstitial Season 3. Woo! Oh, God! <laughs>